Hey, we found a fossil. You've tuned into the Stomp Chomp Raw podcast, brought to you by Dinosaur Ranger Anthony. Stand by as we enter the dinosaur lab to learn everything about dinosaurs, prehistoric life, and the science of paleontology. Dinosaur Ranger Anthony is the lead park ranger of Stomp Chomp Raw of Omaha, Nebraska. They provide dinosaur-themed entertainment and education for children's birthday parties, elementary school classrooms, child cares, and public events. Now, here's Dinosaur Ranger Anthony. Welcome everyone to the Stomp Chomp Roar Dinosaur Lab. I'm your host, Dinosaur Ranger Anthony, and I welcome you to episode 2 of the Stomp Chomp Roar podcast series. Now before we get started, I just want to wish everybody a happy holidays. We just celebrated Christmas yesterday here in the Dinosaur Lab, and I just wanted to say that no matter which holiday that you celebrate during the month of December, I hope that you had a happy holidays, and I hope that this Thursday night when we ring in the new year, 2021, I hope that everybody starts off with a happy new year, and that we start to get back to somewhat of a normal in our lives, and get away from this ugly pandemic pandemic. But that's enough of that. Let's get started. This is episode two, and this episode is all about the Mesozoic era, the age of reptiles, and the age of dinosaurs. But before we jump into the Mesozoic era, I first want my listeners to understand geological time. Now, the Earth has been here for 4.6 billion years. That's billion with a B, and that is a very long time. And just like a book is broken up into chapters, pages, and paragraphs, so is time here on our planet. We can break up time here on Earth into eons, eras, and periods. And there's three main eras that we all talk about. And that is the Paleozoic Era, which means past life, the Mesozoic Era, which means middle life, and the Cenozoic Era, which means present life. We as humans are currently living in the Cenozoic Era. And something very interesting about human history is, if you took a book and you looked in the book to find human history, you would have to go to the last page, to the last sentence, and to the last word just to see the amount of time that humans have been here on this planet. The rest of the book would be filled with the other 4.6 billion years when we had tons of marine species, we had the dinosaurs, and we had the early mammals. And now that we've gone over a little bit of geological time, it's time to get closer to the Mesozoic era. But before we jump into this era, we first have to go to the period right before the Mesozoic era began. And this period is called the Permian period. And it was 299 to 251 million years ago. And it lasted 48 million years. Now this period started with an explosion of marine life. We had all kinds of ammonites, trilobites, brachiopods, sharks, stingrays, and bony fish filling our ocean. And we also had one very nice piece of real estate, one very nice piece of land forming. It was a supercontinent called Pangaea. Now, currently today, we have seven continents. So during this period, all those seven continents were 
combined as one big supercontinent called Pangaea. And this is P-A-N-G-E-A. And this supercontinent, it would have been a lot drier than it is today. The center would have been mostly desert, and the supercontinent would have had extreme seasons with major temperature swings. Now as Pangaea started to grow, we wouldn't see the landscape that we see today. We wouldn't see all the grasses that we walk on. It would have been more conifer trees, like the redwood trees we see in California. We had some cycade plants, palmy plants growing, uh, but there wouldn't have been the grass that we walk on. Now as vegetation started to grow on Pangaea, we would have started seeing a lot of the marine species starting to evolve to come on land, to live, to eat. And one of the apex predators during this period was the Dimetrodon, and he is a carnivore. He walks on all fours. He's a reptilian-like creature, but he's actually closer related to mammals, and he would have had that sail along his back. We see the Dimetrodon a lot of times in dinosaur toys, although he's nowhere near a dinosaur. Now, the Permian period came to a close because of the PT extinction, otherwise known as the Great Dying. Now, this was a mass extinction, and scientists believe that there's been actually five mass extinctions during our planet's history. And that is something I wanted to explain about mass extinctions is, first... A lot of people only think of the one that killed off all the dinosaurs, when in reality, there's been five mass extinctions. And the second thing is, it isn't just a flick of a wrist, just not a snap and all the species go extinct. A lot of these extinctions lasted many years, and this PT extinction lasted around 100,000 years. And what happened was, we had a lot of volcanic activity up and around Asia, and this led to high levels of carbon dioxide in our atmosphere. Atmosphere. Our global temperature would be increasing rapidly, and the ocean surface would also be warming up, and it would start to choke out a lot of those marine species, and this led to 95% of marine life going extinct and 70% of land animals going extinct. The food chain was falling apart, just like a set of dominoes. When one domino fell, the entire food chain began to fall. And this led us to the end of the Permian period. And now we enter the Mesozoic Era, the age of reptiles and the age of dinosaurs. Now the Mesozoic Era had three time periods. And this is the Triassic period, the Jurassic period, and the Cretaceous period. But first we start in the Triassic period. And just because this period started doesn't mean all of a sudden dinosaurs appeared. We actually had two groups of animals. And these animals were called therapsids and archaeosaurs. Now, the therapsids are kind of like our Dimetrodon I mentioned during the Permian period. These are reptilian-like mammals, and they started off the Triassic period ruling the land, but they would nearly go extinct towards the end of the Triassic period. Now, the archaeosaurs, these guys would evolve into three animal groups. We would get our dinosaurs, our pterosaurs, there are flying like our pteranodons, and we would get our ancient crocodilians. Now, our dinosaurs, they wouldn't all start off big. We wouldn't get those massive sauropods we see in the Jurassic period. We wouldn't get the Spinosaurus or the T-Rex we see in the Cretaceous period. We'd start off small. So we'd see like our Herrerasaurus, our Musasaurus, and our Postosuchus. These animals would start off walking on the Triassic period, starting to take hold in the food chains. 
uh, after the great dying, it left open a lot of uh, niches in the food chains that needed filled. And the dinosaurs would easily start to fill these gaps in the food chains and start to becoming that powerhouse that we know they are. The Triassic period was from 251 to 199 million years ago, and it lasted 52 million years. We still had our supercontinent of Pangaea during this time, and the supercontinent started to split. It was starting to rift into two subcontinents called Laurasia and Gondwana. But this split wouldn't happen, wouldn't be completed until the Jurassic period. We still had that warmer climate that we know today, and we had conifer forests starting to come back after the PT extinction. But towards the end of the Triassic period, we would have yet another mass extinction. And this one wouldn't be as bad as the Great Dying, but it would eliminate 76% of land species. Some of them being the large tropical crocodiles and amphibious creatures that we've seen on our planet. This extinction, though, wouldn't do much harm to the dinosaurs, and dinosaurs would quickly fill those niches left in the food chain, and they would start to become the powerhouse species that we know they are today. Now, after the Triassic period, we enter the Jurassic period, and this was 199 to 145 million years ago, and it lasted 54 million years. During this time period, we see some of the popular dinosaurs like the Dilophosaurus, the Allosaurus, the Brachiosaurus, and the Stegosaurus. Our dinosaurs are getting bigger. They're starting to eat more vegetation. They're starting to eat more protein. The dinosaurs are starting to rule the planet. One interesting fact about our sauropods, these are the dinosaurs that walked on all four, the herbivores, they had the long necks and the heavy tails to balance those heavy necks, like our Brachiosaurus, our Diplodocus, our Argentinosaurus, our Apatosaurus. These are all sauropods, and something very interesting about these is... They've been found on six of our seven continents today, and it just shows how far their reach was around Pangaea and the two subcontinents of Gondwana and Laurasia. Now, dinosaurs, they didn't all live together. They are all split up by time and distance. So like our T-Rex, who lives during the late Cretaceous period, he doesn't fight the Stegosaurus, who lives during the Jurassic period, because by the time the T-Rex is living, the Stegosaurus has already gone extinct. So we have time that splits up a lot of the dinosaur species. And we also have where they live. The continents are continuing to shift and move. We're starting to get more separated. So Dinosaurs are finding out that we're living in certain areas. Like our T-Rex, we find him mostly here in North America and a little bit of Asia. So time and distance is really splitting up all the dinosaur species. Now as we get into the third period of the Mesozoic era, this is the Cretaceous period. And it was the longest one, being 80 million years. And it was from 145 to 65 million years ago. And this is where we see our T-Rex, our Triceratops, our Velociraptor raptors and our spinosaurus spinosaurus is my favorite and he would have lived in what is now northern africa and he would have lived up there and he may even be the first semi-aquatic dinosaur if we go by the latest research that the spinosaurus may have had more of a fish tail been able to better swim in the water as it fed on fish and we know the spinosaurus ate fish because when the paleontologists dig up the spinosaurus they find fish skeletons in their 
around their rib cage, you know, where their bellies, their stomachs would have been. Now, during this period, we're still continuing to uh, shift and split Pangaea, and we have, we're getting more of those seven continents we see today, and we're starting to see more of the Central Atlantic Ocean beginning to form. We would have also found our first signs of flowering plants towards the end of the Cretaceous period. We also have large herds of herbivores beginning to form, like our triceratops starting to fill our planet, giving food and protein to those large theropod dinosaurs like our T-Rex. The T-Rex wasn't the biggest theropod, but he may have had one of the biggest bites with an 8,000 pound bite force. He would have had 50 to 60 teeth, the largest being the size of a ruler at 12 inches. The T-Rex had excellent vision, even though some movies make us think that they wouldn't be able to see us if we don't move. They would have been 40 feet long, 12 to 20 feet tall, and they could have been 10 to 15,000 pounds. And something very interesting, they may have been able to hunt in packs and I'll bring that up a little bit more when we get to our T-Rex podcast. Now 65 million years ago the Mesozoic era came to an abrupt end. Now how did all the dinosaurs go extinct? Well scientists believe that a giant, imagine this, a six mile wide asteroid traveling through space hits our planet at 50,000 miles per hour and it caused a 110 mile in diameter crater right off the Yucatan Peninsula. Now this would have triggered shock waves and tsunamis across our planet. It would have sent large amounts of rock and dust into our atmosphere and those rocks would come raining back down as giant fireballs, increasing the global temperature and starting all the vegetation on fire. It would have been extremely hard for large dinosaurs and large animals to find shelter. They would have been easily killed off, but small mammals, lizards, turtles, birds, they would have been able to hide, burrow into the ground, get into trees, get into caves, so they would have been able to survive the initial impact. Now, some rock and dust fragments, They would have stayed in our atmosphere, and they would have started to block out the sun. This would have dropped the temperature extremely. Plants and animals that survived the impact, they would begin to die. It would be another domino effect in our food chain. When one domino goes down, the rest of them go down, and so did the dinosaurs. The evidence we have that this happened was we can see the sedimentary rock melted. All the rock layers at the impact crater, they melted together. And we also see high levels of iridium. Now, iridium is an element that is very rare on Earth, but you guessed it, it is common in asteroids. Now, this element is in the rock layers right above the Cretaceous period all across the planet. So when you go look at the rock layers, you can see the layer of iridium. And you know, since it is very rare on Earth, that it had to have come from somewhere. And that has to be an asteroid. So those are two signs where we can pick out that an asteroid is probably what eliminated the dinosaurs and it ended the Mesozoic era. Now, what happened after the Mesozoic era? Remember those therapsids that I talked about that they ruled at the beginning of the Triassic period, but they nearly went extinct? Well, these would become mammals, and they would start to fill those niches left by the dinosaurs, and they would start to populate the planet, and they would eventually bring us along for the ride, and mammals would begin to rule the Earth.
So that's a little bit more about the Mesozoic Era, the Age of Reptiles, and the Age of Dinosaurs. I told you a little bit about Pangaea and how it started to split apart into other continents, the seven continents we see today. I told you about a little bit of dinosaur species that live in each of the time periods when dinosaurs lived. I talked to you about how the Mesozoic Era ended and how we've seen that decline of the dinosaurs. Now, I thank you guys for tuning in to episode two of the Stomp Chomp Roar podcast series. The next episode, episode three, I'm going to go more into dinosaur families like our sauropods and our theropods. And then after that, we're going to start diving into actual dinosaur species like our T-Rex, our Stegosaurus, our Brachiosaurus, all the favorites that we love. Now, I thank you guys for tuning in again, and I hope that you have a happy holidays and a happy new year next week. Have a great day, everybody.